But when I saw my mom, when she took her last breath, the second verse just came so natural. I didn't have to rehearse. I didn't have to think about it. I look at it when she said her last goodbye to me. And boy, even today when I sing that song, I get truly emotional in that. Well, it's a beautiful version, man. They're, they're gonna, I think they'll all agree with me once they hear it. What's happening out there peeps what's going on why is this uh this camera over here is freezing up on me you know why i know why probably because <laughs> because the uh <laughs> because oh man hold on wait <laughs> i get the phone turned off because this phone was sitting out here in the uh in the trailer sitting on this very table right here that i'm sitting at where I'm sitting and uh, it was completely dead. So I got it plugged in over here. It's um, it's sitting over here. Here's my light. There's my phone right there coming out of the, uh, the bathroom over there. And it was completely dead. So I got it plugged in now, it's charging. And I think uh, when I finally started this thing, I think it was only at like 9% or 10% or something. So. The battery is low, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right here. Um, up front there, that was... I gotta go back because it, I, I hit the thing with my thumb. So this is Charles Bradley, and he performed a soulful cover of Black Sabbath's Changes. And you heard it there. It's fantastic. So that's what we had up front. I was gonna do a show today. I was supposed to do it a couple days ago. I was gonna do it live on, uh, on the Facebooks. I decided not to do it live. Maybe I am live. Am I live? Wait a minute. I think I might be live, actually. <laughs> I think I'm sitting here. But I think I am live. Let's take a look. Let's take a look and see what happens on the uh, the Facebooks. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I'm live. <laughs> but anyway, we're doing a post-fast. Uh, I did 30 days of fasting, guys. I started uh, December 31st. I've got a few notes written down here. I'm not going to go through a whole thing and really um, make this thing lengthy, but 30 days I decided uh, I've done some fasting before. You know, I started, let's just go back. Let's take, let's take a trip back in time here. So I did the, uh, the keto diet. I started off actually in 2015. I was a government contractor. I was already out of the military, the Air Force at the time, retired. Uh, got a job as a government contractor. I was a, a deputy program manager at the time of the program that I was involved with called the Theater Medical Information Program, or what they call TMIP. Basically, what we did was provided um, deployed medical records for the Marine Corps while they were deployed in theater and made sure that we got all their care documented and got it into a, a repository and onto a laptop got it uploaded into a system and uh, made its way back to stateside 
and uh, you know the, the medical records there at, at each individual's bases or whether they were retiring, made it to the VA, those type things. Well, we also provided um, logistics software. So we were uh, uh, based on the, the program called DEMOS that we used in the Air Force. And, and the, the medical system was based on Alta. If anybody was in the military or, or anybody uh, just got medical care, you know, in a military facil facility, they remember going to the hospital and, and them documenting the care in Alta. Um, they have uh, since moved on from that. that. That's a totally different story. We'll get into that maybe one day and, and talk about government contracting and, and things like that. But anyway, I started uh, a thing called the Primal Blueprint back in that time, uh, around 2015, I guess. I'd always been a runner. I'd always been into fitness and nutrition. My job in the, in the military was physical and occupational therapy. I worked a little bit with chiropractics as well. Um, managed quite a few clinics uh, stateside and in deployed locations as far as uh, um, uh, uh, GI clinic, um, urology, pediatrics, um, orthopedic clinic, uh, deployed location, those things uh, like that. So I've always been into this type of stuff. But anyway, 2015, I started the Primal Blueprint, a guy named Mark Sisson, uh, big time ultra marathoner, triathlon, uh, just an ultra athlete uh, type guy. He started the Primal Blueprint based on the fact that, you know, going back to Atkins and paleo and all these types of things, going back to the way that our ancestors ate and thrived, whether it be fasting and feasting and what types of foods they ate, uh, he, he developed the Primal Blueprint. And that was kind of prior to the keto diet coming out. So I transitioned from the Primal Blueprint into the keto way of eating, which is basically um, just, like I said, it, it's a continuation of Atkins, continuation of Paleo. Uh, Whole30 has now come into this thing. E, E2M, I think, is another one that's come up in, in the recent uh, past here in the past couple years. So it's all based on just eating whole foods, uh, lowering your, your carbohydrate content, eating a little bit more protein, a little more fat in your diet. Uh, making sure that you're getting all the the macronutrients that you need, whether it be uh, fat, protein, carbs. Uh, uh, carbs are not really essential, but uh, anyway. So I've been doing that for quite a while. 2015, I lost 50 pounds on the keto diet initially when I was doing that, and the uh, the Primal Blueprint uh, lifestyle and just working out in general. Most of your your fitness and your weight loss, not fitness, health, weight loss, nutrition, all that stuff is going to come from your diet. You're not really going to see much uh, change as far as body composition um, when you're doing just working out. So a combination of the two, I believe that it's about 80 to 85 percent diet, what you put in your face or what you don't put in your face, that makes the biggest difference in your body composition and the, and the way that you're your health is now fitness is a different thing you know you have cardio fitness you have muscular fitness you have uh, uh, muscle uh, density and strength and and uh, agility and those type things and balance and all those things are great as well um, I hate that I went on because I didn't bring my laptop out here so I hate that I went live and I'm sitting here not really answering any questions I was planning on having my laptop set up and I was going to answer questions and those type things as I went along, but I'm already into it now. I've started. I forgot to hit the, the button on here that says uh, none instead of uh, going live on Facebook. I, I can do a live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Twitch, uh, all those types of things on the program that I use, Switcher Studio. But 30 days of fasting. So December 31st, really, it was probably the 30th of December or maybe the 31st. I decided, you know what? I'm going to do a goddamn fast, and um, I'd seen a few videos online of some people doing some fasting here recently, and it's kind of uh, got a resurgence of sorts in the past six months to a year. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a fast. The longest I'd ever done before is five days consecutively. I do intermittent fasting almost every day, which is about a 16 to an 18 uh, hour fast, and then I'll eat. Uh, the majority of the time after that. So basically, I stop eating 6, 7 o'clock. Um, I try and stop eating around the time that the sun goes down and stick with the circadian. Circadian? Circadian? 
What's that word? I try and stick with that, uh, you know. Anyway, I decided on a whim, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do this fast. Uh, I've done 24 hours, 36 hours, 72 hours, like I said, a week. I think my youngest son, the longest he had done is maybe a seven-day fast, close to it anyway. And I saw all these people doing 20 days and 21 days and a 30-day. I saw a, a, a video, a fasting, juice fasting diet of some Australian guys that did a 40-day juice fast where all they did was drink a juice every single day. Damn it, I think I'm frozen again. i got to change and switch cameras. It's pissing me off. <laughs> why, why is that camera freezing over there? So I decided, what the hell, I'm going to do it. And I set a goal of 30 days. I knew that the first few days were going to be rough, and then it was going to get easier from there. I knew it was mostly a mental game of sorts. Is my yeah, This camera's back on again. I don't know why this camera keeps going in and out, but um, I decided... <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really discombobulated over here because my camera's freezing and things are going on, but... I was going to do 30 days. I had done it before. I knew what was going to happen. I'd watched lots of videos. And basically what's going to happen, you know, your body is used to burning glucose. That's, that's the primary source that we live on as far as the standard American diet goes. We are sugar burners. And that's just the way it's been for decades. I mean, since the, the 50s, the 40s. Um, once we started uh, big agriculture and started uh, producing a lot of wheat and a lot of flour and a lot of rice and a lot of uh, sugar, cane sugar and high fructose corn syrup and corn and all this mass production of agriculture that is uh, supposed to feed the world that was supposed to be cheaper and, and uh, better and more inexpensive and easier to transport and all these different things and maybe better for the environment and better for animals in general of the world. I don't know. We started putting people on these uh, carbohydrates and grains and sugars and flours and kind of got away from eating the meats and the seasonal vegetables and fruits and those type things. So we got away from the way that we should have been eating and we, we got into more of a, a scheduled eating pattern where we had the, the family unit and we decided, hey, it's, it's a good thing. We should all get together and eat three times a day. And we started a breakfast and a lunch and a and a dinner and you know the the name breakfast actually has the name in it that we're actually breaking our fast of the last meal that we ate the night before the night prior uh, so we've always fasted um, but we used to do it a lot more often you know food used to be a scarcity it wasn't in abundance as it is today you can't you couldn't just go to the grocery store and just pick up whatever meat whatever vegetable fruit you wanted it had to be in season you had to go catch it so there was a lot of exercise involved. You had to go out and hunt and get these things and forage. So you're on your feet constantly. You were moving. You were uh, doing heavy lifting. You were uh, you were getting a kill and bringing that kill back to back to your camp, back to your cave, back to your uh, village, whatever. Uh, if you didn't have meat, you were out foraging uh, from sun up to sundown and picking up whatever fruits and vegetables you could find and, and tubers and you were finding nuts and seeds and um, fungi, you know, uh, mushrooms and stuff on trees and under rocks and what have you. And there was a, a feast and there was a, a fast going on constantly. You were, uh, you know, you might have a, a good kill and you've got some forage stuff and you have a, a few good meals throughout the next couple of days. And the next thing you know, all your supplies run out until we started figuring out curing and salting and smoking and all these things to help keep keep things fresher longer, uh, you went for a little while. You know, it could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a couple weeks, it could be a month before you find your next kill, you know, and you're just uh, consisting off of just uh, very little substance and you're, you're feeding off of what your body has stored because your body is smart. We've evolved to where um, when food is scarce, your body takes whatever food that you put in and it says, you know what? We're not getting any more input. We're not getting any more fuel coming in to this fire. We're not getting any more logs or what have you. 
So we need to start putting some of these logs away. We, you know, put them over here on the, the fire log pile and save them for later when we need to spark that fire up again. So your, your body stores fuel in the same way, and it stores that fuel in, um, in body fat. So it'll take whatever protein, whatever carbohydrate, whatever fat that you've ingested, and if you um, are not getting enough calories, then your body says, well, we need to store some of this. So to take that, it stores it through the liver and stores it into um, adipose tissue or fat. And then that fuel is there for you to consume later when you have a scarcity of food, you know, which used to happen quite often. Doesn't happen anymore. So now we are so used to just being able to go to the convenience store, to the gas station, to the restaurant, to the, to the uh, grocery store, whatever, to your friend's house, to your neighbor's in the, the refrigerator, and just get whatever the fuck we want whenever we want it. And uh, that's what we do. And, and all the advertisers and all the creators of food and the marketers and all these people have designed food in a way and added additives and sugars and fats and sweeteners and all these things and colors and all these things that activate a stimulant within the brain that tell you that you need to eat it. So the food corporations out there have tricked you into deciding that you need to eat constantly three meals a day. You need to snack in between meals. You need to eat while you're sitting in bed watching TV. You need to wake up in the middle of the night, go to the refrigerator and maybe grab, uh, you know, a, a pint of some Ben and Jerry's, or you might need to grab some, some nuts or some seeds. And we're just constantly stuffing our goddamn face throughout the day. Well, I said, you know what, I'm going to stop that. And uh, I've been doing, uh, you know, quite a bit of alcohol as well. I've been doing, I don't know, probably a daily drinker. Not probably. I was at least a drink a day. Uh, more times than not, it was two, three, four a day. And it was seven days a week. So I told myself, I'm going to take a break from alcohol. I'm going to take a break from food. I'm going to reset. I'm going to let everything kind of... Uh, rebuild you know you, you have some contractors come into the body and they come in and they they uh, break down some of the buildings and the structures and they recycle some things and they take some things and they rebuild and reuse some of the materials and they rebuild uh, they produce uh, some new materials through stem cells and those types of things and they they rebuild and and produce new better cells and get rid of the old damaged cells and just all kind of great stuff that's going on so here is what happened over the 30 days, and we're going to make this real quick. I took a few notes. Um, let's see here. The first, uh, and I'll go through the, the days of the week here, but the first two or three days, that's when you're going to have the, the, the biggest problem. Because what, what happens is your body is still producing a hormone called ghrelin, and ghrelin is your hunger hormone, and it's telling you, hey, you're hungry. Really, it's your brain that's kicking in and saying, hey, uh, you know what? We used to eat at 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, so, it, you know, it's 10 a.m. Let's go ahead and eat something. And you have to go past that. You have to maybe drink a little bit of water. You maybe pop a little bit of sea salt and you kind of get past that 10 a.m. And then the, the next thing, you know, at one o'clock or two o'clock, it says, hey, it's a, it's a late lunch time. This is normally when you grab a burger or you, you get a chicken breast or you, you grab a salad or whatever. And this is your next meal. Um, you know, 6 p.m., 5 p.m., Here, here's your, your third meal you're supposed to be eating right now. So your body is telling you this, your mind is telling you this, and, and your biggest thing in the first two or three days is you have to tell yourself, no, I don't need to eat right now. This is just a habit. This is just something that I've done for decades, ever since I was born, ever since my family, my parents uh, started forcing food down my throat and saying you need to eat, and ever since my grandmother when I would come over to her house and say, oh, you must be hungry, you must be starving, let me fix you something to eat. Everything was about eating food. And you have to, in those first two or three days, tell yourself, no, I don't need that burger. No, I don't need a piece of bread. No, I don't need any nuts or seeds. No, I don't need a yogurt. I don't need a banana right now. I don't need a fucking apple. You don't have to be putting food in your face all the goddamn time. Uh, your stomach will growl a little bit those first two or three days, and it's not necessarily saying that I'm hungry. Um, you know, your stomach growling is actually processing. Your, your stomach, your digestive system is working, is processing um, food nutrition that you had in the past. So a growling stomach does not necessarily mean that you are hungry. As a matter of fact, it does not mean that you're hungry at all. That's just your body uh, doing some work uh, in the, in the uh, digestive system.
So the first two or three days are going to suck. And, and another reason it's going to suck is um, you've been a sugar burner um, you know, since the day you were born, most of us, a standard American diet. And now all of a sudden you're, you're telling your body, I'm not giving you any more sugar. I'm not giving you any more glucose to burn, glycogen to burn. Uh, your, my, my, your, uh, you know, muscles, hey, guess what? You're going to have to find another fuel source because I'm not, I'm not giving you any more of that crap. Uh, to fuel you, and I'm not giving it to you every every hour, every 15 minutes, every every couple of hours, uh, three, four, five, six times a day. And your body's going to scream at you. It's going to yell at you. It's going to say, "What the fuck are you doing, Brian? What? Why are you not putting something in my face hole like you used to?" And uh, that's where the mental capacity comes in. That's where your strength comes in. You got to you got to tell yourself. Um, we're going to push past this. Uh, the feeling of hunger, the ghrelin that is making you feel like you have to eat something is going to go away. It's going to disappear. Uh, you drink some water, you, 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 you fake your body, fake it out, make it think that you're putting something in because, you know, it's, it's the act of putting something into your mouth that your brain remembers. So now you're putting in some liquid. You're putting in uh, maybe some green tea, which I did a lot. Oolong tea, green tea, matcha tea some jasmine uh, green tea. You can do black, anything you want. Just don't put any sweeteners, no milks, no nothing, no artificial sweeteners, just plain. Uh, you know, I might take a black coffee. A black coffee is a, is a fantastic appetite suppressant. Excuse me, appetite suppressant, as I burp from the, the first beer that I've had since I stopped this fast. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. You get through the first two or three days and you force your, your mind to obey. Uh, you're in control. You tell it that it's just, uh, you know, it's not happening. I'm not, I'm not putting anything in. I'm not eating. You've got plenty of stuff here that you can eat, whether it's my boobies, you know, my man boobs, whether it's the, the fat tire around the belly, uh, the hips don't lie, those type things. There's plenty of fuel. You, a, a standard, Average American, average, you know, standard body weight, uh, standard height and weight for their, or standard weight, uh, you know, uh, waist circumference, whatever, for their, for their height, man, woman, whatever. You can last for 60 days on just what fuel you have stored within your body. Your, your, your body has done you a service and stored fuel away for a rainy day or for food scarcity when you're not going to be able to, to grab something. So thank your body. Think evolution. Not every animal out there in the animal kingdom has this ability. Uh, we're one of the few that has the ability to fast and uh, switch fuel sources like we have. Most people, most animals, uh, continue to run off of glucose, and that's the only fuel that they can really use. They'll die if they don't get that glucose, that glycogen. We can switch fuel sources and start burning fatty acids as a fuel. Your body says, look, we're not getting any input. We're going to take some of this fat. We're going to mobilize it through the liver. We're going to convert it to ketones. We're going to push that through the blood. That's going to support the heart, the respiratory system, the muscles. It's going to cross the blood brain, blood brain barrier, and it's going to uh, fuel the brain actually better than glucose was fueling it to begin with. And after about that third, fourth day, maybe at the most, hopefully, you're going to be on cruise control. And uh, that's pretty much what happens. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's not a real big to-do. Now, if you haven't fasted before in the past and, and you haven't done even one 24-hour period, then what I would suggest is you need to work your way into it. It's just, it's just like a muscle, fasting is. Uh, you don't want to go, you wouldn't take yourself on January 1st and go right to the gym and do a uh, three-hour workout and do that for 30 days, every single day, for 30 days, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to quit after a week. You're going to quit after two weeks. You're going to be sore. You're going to tear something. Uh, you're going to injure yourself. And same thing with fasting. You've got to work yourself into it. So you go to the gym. You say, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to start. I'm going to do maybe a 15-minute uh, gym workout today. I'll, I'll skip the next day. I'll take a rest day. I'll go back the next day and maybe do 30 minutes, and then uh, maybe I'll do two days in a row, and then I'll, maybe I'll do a 45-minute workout, skip a day, maybe come back and do an hour, uh, go back to a 45. You get the idea. You mix it up, 
you work your way, you titrate yourself into it. Same thing with fasting. You know, you start yourself off with some intermittent fasting. You stop. You start by maybe just uh, skipping breakfast in the morning and just moving and eating a lunch and a dinner. And then uh, you don't eat after uh, six or seven, you know, when the sun sets. And uh, you don't eat again until lunch the next day. And, and next thing you know, you're, you're fasting for 16 hours. Or next thing you know, you're at 18 hours or 20 or 22. And then you finally get to the point where, okay, now I'm going to skip breakfast. And maybe uh, this time I'll skip lunch as well. And maybe I'll just do one meal a day and I'll eat a dinner each day. And it'll be 24 hours, 23 to 24 hours in between each one of those meals. Great. Now I'm, I'm building that muscle. I'm building that tolerance. And I'm, I'm kind of working my way into this thing. Uh, then you work yourself up and you say, okay, um, from here on out, uh, once a week, I'll do a 24-hour fast. I'll do a one-day fast once a week. Do that for a month. Maybe the next month you'll say, okay, every other week, I'm going to do a 48-hour fast. I'll do two days. I'll see if I can do that. And you, you build up that mental callus and uh, you build up that, that physical ability where your body starts to say, okay, I'm used to this. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I can do it. I'm not going to, I don't have these uh, hunger hormones kicking in. I don't have, uh, the stomach's not growling as much, even though that's not a big uh, factor of hunger. Um, I don't have the cravings I used to. I, I, I don't have to do as many things to occupy my time to make sure I'm distracted so I don't uh, stuff something in my mouth, you know. And then next thing you know, you're, uh, you're, you're doing a 72-hour fast and, and you just keep working your way up. Now, 30 is pretty extreme, I'm going to admit to you. Um, it's probably not something most people should do without medical supervision. I mean, it, it, at the very least, you should go in and just make sure that you talk to your uh, physician about it, your doctor about it, make sure you get some blood work done and maybe, uh, you know, your blood pressure and weight and all those types of things and just get some baseline stuff and then maybe take it week by week and, you know, check in with your doctor. Uh, everybody's doing a lot of virtual stuff nowadays and just check in and say, hey, this is what's been going on. This is how I've been feeling. I have been in the medical field for uh, 20 plus years. And uh, my ex-wife was a nurse. Uh, my uh, uh, uncle uh, was a surgeon. I mean, I've got a lot of uh, medical history within my family, within my bloodlines. And I feel like I've, I've got enough knowledge and I know enough about my body through marathons, triathlons, ultra marathons, um, Spartan races, whatever, that I know uh, I'm in tune with, with my body. I'm in tune with uh, the way I feel and uh, uh, the way my head feels, bowel movements, uh, stomach, the way it feels, uh, heart rhythm, blood pressure, heart rate, uh, heart rate variability, O2 sensing, um, all these things, I feel like I'm in tune and I, I have enough knowledge to make sure that I'm, that I'm on, the, on the right path when, I'm, when I was doing this fast. So I checked all my biomarkers and made sure that I, uh, uh, anything that didn't feel quite right, I would uh, research, I would go in and look at some studies and some peer-reviewed stuff and some double-blind controlled studies and some YouTube videos and listen to doctors and specialists and nutritionists and all this kind of stuff. So you just got to get out there and you just got to, you just got to do the research and you just got to pay attention. And all of us that are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, we should, of course, the older we are, the more we should know our body and how we feel. And, and when, you know, we can tell when something is not quite right or something is off. Um, so that's what I did for 30 days. My, um, I did, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I did. I got all these notes down here, but I'm trying to just go off the top of my head, but I did a lot of walking. I took layout for walks. I did walks. I was uh, doing two, three, three miles at a click. Um, I took the, the electric bike out and put it on very low pedal assist and was doing anywhere from six to, to 14 to 16 uh, miles at a time uh, without any problems. Um, I, I did some weightlifting. I did uh, some barbell curls, some easy bar, easy bar curls. I did some, a little bit of kettlebell, um, single arm presses. What else did I do? I did uh, quite a few push-ups every day. 
uh, squats. You know, I just try to, to stay active and, and try to take advantage of the extra human growth hormone that kicks in while you're, while you're fasting and the stem cell production and all this and, and try to maintain muscle, if not add a little bit of muscle. Because uh, you're, you, you're, you're going to lose a little bit of lean tissue. Um, that's going to happen over 30 days. And that's fine. Uh, but I just did small walks, biking, some push-ups, uh, some curls. Um, uh, did a thing called stomach vacuuming where you actually suck in your stomach as hard as you can. You pull it, you pull the, your belly button all the way back to the to your spine as much as you can. You hold that for 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. You breathe during it. You're holding, you're holding, and then you release. And that just gives you a nice uh, rectus abdominis workout. You get some obliques. You get a lot of uh, a lot of core. Uh, going on in there. Uh, so I did a lot of va uh, stomach vacuuming. That's, a, that's an old um, bodybuilding trick. Um, what happened during the 30 days? Well, my smell increased. I mean, I could smell somebody cooking a pizza all the way down the uh, <laughs> 10 houses, 10 houses down the road. I could be sitting in the trailer here and I could smell somebody uh, cooking some pasta or cooking a pizza or uh, some fried chicken or something down the road. I mean, the, the my smell, um, which makes sense, right? I mean, you're you're fasting, so if you were a hunter gatherer and you're out and 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 you can't you can't find any food, you've been fasting for a week, you haven't had anything to eat, your body's not going to get weak. Your body's producing human growth hormone. Your body's producing stem cells. It's it's reproducing stuff. Your body's producing ketones because it's burning those fatty acids. Now your your brain is running off ketones. You're more in tune. You're more, uh, you're more focused. Um, your senses have kicked in. So your, your taste is, you can, all, you can almost taste a pizza in the air. You can taste a fried chicken. You can taste a, a saber-toothed tiger, you know, down uh, over, the, over the hill there. You can smell uh, things better because you got to be able to, to get out there and hunt and, and, and get some foods for, for substance to survive. So all those senses are going to kick in. It makes sense, right? Evolutionarily, evolution evolutionarily, all those things kick in um, so you can go get your next meal. So all those things kicked in. I had better smell. Um, my sleep got better. You know, I didn't have anything affecting my sleep. I didn't have uh, alcohol in the system where my liver and my body was having to process alcohol and get it out of there. I wasn't having to process glucose or sugar. My insulin wasn't kicked up having to, to take all the, the carbohydrates that I had just eaten and process it through the bloodstream and, and store it and, and get rid of it or burn it. Um, so all these things are, are taking a break and resting. So my sleep was better. I was able to to get some rest. My digestion and and things weren't getting in the way of my sleep. I had better REM sleep. I had better uh, deep sleep. Um, I tracked it, you know, on my Apple Watch and those type things. Uh, my hair, my skin, real dry skin, you know, around here, my T-zone, uh, sides of my nose, my eyebrows, you know, once a week I would have flaking and stuff in my eyebrows. I'd have all this flaking around the nose, um, dandruff in the hair, flaking all the time. I mean, once or twice a week I was having to use head and shoulders, sell some blue, um, tea gel. I mean, just any medicated goddamn dandruff medication you could find, I was having to use because I had flaking just all the goddamn time. All my flaking, completely gone. No dandruff whatsoever. Dry skin, erased, gone, nothing, not there anymore. Sinuses, you know, I had a problem with uh, mucus buildup and sinuses, and I still have sinus issues. I have uh, a chronic sinusitis, but at the time, uh, before starting this fast and, and months up to leading to the fast, I don't know, uh, six, seven, 10, 12 times a day, Blowing my nose, snot, clear, sometimes green, whatever. Clearing my throat. When I woke up in the morning, at least two hours worth. <clears throat> Clearing my throat, coughing up phlegm, blowing my nose, snot everywhere, all throughout the day. Um, even throughout the day, continued phlegm, continued blowing of the nose, sneezing, all those types of things. 30 days, very minimal drainage out the back of my sinus all the other symptoms in uh remission at, the, at this point weight started off 220 pounds final weight actually final weight day 30 
was uh, 192 pounds. So 28 pounds lost the very next day after I started refeeding, and we'll talk about that here real quickly. The very next day, I'd lost two more pounds after I ended my fast and, and even ate. I lost two more pounds. So 30 pounds actually total, I got down to 190, which was my goal. My goal was to lose one pound per day on this fast. So that was 30 pounds. And that happened. Um, I've been refeeding now. Uh, today is Friday. So I started refeeding late Monday night. So let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days of, of feeding right now. And I've put six pounds back on. So my goal at the moment is to stay below 200 pounds. That's where I would like to stay. I'm going to do another fast in the uh, in the very near future. And my goal is to get to 185. And what I would like to do is play with that 10 pounds there and stay below 195. That's my ultimate goal is to stay below 195. And we'll talk about this and how um, this is not going to play into those numbers and those factors. Really, the only reason I'm drinking this beer right now is because the day before or the day, yeah, a couple days before, I guess, the day before, a couple days before, I can't remember, but I had found, I'll tell you what I did the entire time, because, you know, you, you don't do as many things as you used to do. You used to go out to restaurants, you used to go here, you used to go there, you used to hang out, socialize, do all these things, you're eating, you're drinking. Well, when you're not uh, when you're not putting any anything in your mouth, it's hard to do those things. Number one, you you don't want to go there because you don't want the temptation. I don't mind that. I have a, a strong will and a strong mind. Uh, you could put you know an entire uh, ground cooked pig in Hawaii at a luau right in front of me, and I, I wouldn't even take a bite of it. I wouldn't even you know lick the skin or anything. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, but you don't do those things anymore, so you got to figure out how to occupy your time. So my time was occupied by education, and that might have been through uh, food education. It might have just been, uh, I don't know, math, whatever, English, learning new words. I got this thing called Word uh, something that I get an email every day. Gets I get two two new words, so which is learning and 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 trying to educate myself, self education. But one of the things I was doing was watching a bunch of videos on YouTube of food to cook. And whether it was keto or non-keto, I probably watched a hundred videos in 30 days, probably more than that, on how to cook anything and everything you could possibly imagine. But one of the things I came across was beer bread. And I had done some beer bread before in the past when uh, we were stationed in Alaska. We actually used to buy a box and all you did was add beer to it. Excuse me. Well, this one, uh, these that I found are actually making it from scratch, you know, uh, getting your own flour and adding whatever you need to it. If you're using all purpose or self rising or whatever, but you had a beer to it. So the first beer bread that I'd made for my mother and I just, you know, I was going to take and partake in it once, once I got done with the fast. But the first one I did was with this Hefeweizen. And I said, you know what? I bet a Hefeweizen because it's kind of weedy. It's got a lot of uh, a wheat uh, backbone to a, to a Hefeweizen in it. And uh, it's usually pretty effervescent. It's got a lot of uh, carbonation in it. And, and uh, carbon dioxide is good for bread and, and, and rising the bread. Um, it's usually got a real good, you know, yeast profile to a, to a Hefeweizen as well. So I, so I bought a Hefeweizen. And I used that for my first batch of beer. I did a, a beer uh, cheddar cheese bread. And it came out okay. I didn't use as much cheddar as I should have. I used a sharp cheddar. and, and instead of an extra sharp cheddar. And um, I bought a six pack of this beer and I only used one of it, one of them to make the beer bread with. So I've got five of them left. So I said, you know what? It was sitting in the back of the truck and it was already cold. It's like 46, 45 degrees, 40 degrees out here. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to open one of these Hefeweizens and I'll have a beer during the show. This is a Polliner Hefeweizen. Super good. If you're going to have a Hefeweizen, I would recommend Polliner. That's the way to go. Um, so yeah, I made some beer bread. I just made a, a second batch tonight. I actually made tonight with a uh, Columbia Craft Ale. 
that I uh, got uh, from Lowe's Foods, and it's a brewery out of Columbia, South Carolina. I made a second beer bread tonight with that, and tonight I put extra sharp cheddar cheese in there. I used about a half a cup more than I did on the last batch. I put some pickled jalapenos and also some garlic. So it's a it's a cheddar jalapeno garlic beer bread. Does that sound delicious? It is. I eat a piece of the heel <laughs> before I came out tonight on the way out. So I'm making, I'm a chef now. I'm making all kind of food. Um, I made a jambalaya for my parents uh, while I was fasting. Um, a chicken and an andouille sausage, Cajun andouille sausage jambalaya that was off the chain. I didn't even taste it, but everybody that did taste it said it was phenomenal. A 10 plus out of 10. Um, I used chicken thighs and I used a local Cajun andouille from uh, out of Santee, South Carolina, as a matter of fact, so not local to Somerville, but, and then also used some local uh, gold um, white rice from, um, God damn it, something farms. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I did a jambalaya. I did a, uh, I did some fried, southern fried chicken for my dad while I was fasting. So I was just cooking food. And it didn't bother me one bit. Um, from day four until day 30, I had zero, zero hunger. Zero. And when I say zero, I mean zero hunger. Z-E-R-O. In case you're not getting the word that's coming out of my mouth, I'll spell it for you. No hunger. And you're saying, Brian, how can that be? How can you go for 30 days and not have any hunger? Because. I just told you guys, there is, there is thousands of calories, hundreds of thousands of calories in this body, in your body. I guarantee you, most of my listeners out there got more than the average person ever needs in body fat. You've got more fuel than you need, um, that you would need. You could do 90 days. You could do 120 days of fasting, water only. And you've got enough fuel in your body to eat. That's a fact. That's not uh, pseudoscience. That's not Brian making up shit. That is science. That is a fact. And you don't even need vitamins. Let's see. What was it that I wrote down over here? Hold on. I wrote something over here in my Brian 5.0 file. Um that said the average person can last 30 to 40 days just on the body fat that you have on your body your liver stores enough micronutrients what is a micronutrient well we talked about macronutrients and that's fat protein and carbohydrates where your micronutrients are all the other stuff your minerals and your vitamins right your liver stores enough micronutrients to last you two months 60 days worth so you could do this 30-day fast, water only, and not touch another thing. You don't need a multivitamin. You don't need a, a fish oil supplement. You don't need a vitamin D. You don't need any minerals, potassium, magnesium, none of that bullshit. Your liver stores enough micronutrients for 60 days, two months worth. So you've got enough fuel on your body in fat storage to last you 30 to 40 days, average person, you've got enough micronutrients in your body to last you 60 days. So you could go 40 days easily, easily, 30 days, piece of cake, 21 days, beautiful. You've got all the fuel that you need. Um, now, with that said, I did, just to make sure, because I wasn't doing this under medical supervision besides my own medical supervision, I did take um, a little bit of activated charcoal, and that was going to allow me to help pull out a few more of the toxins that uh, was already being eliminated through the body, through the system, whether it be through urine, through uh, feces, through whatever, uh, recycling. I also started off taking uh, some vitamin D, about 10,000 units a day. I started taking a B-complex. I was taking um, some Bronchomax, which is a, a, a sulforaphane 
supplement, a broccoli sprout supplement that is supposed to be good to clean out uh, for cholesterol, clean out your arteries, those type of things. So I was taking uh, half a dose of Brocomax. I was taking uh, half a dose of activated charcoal, some vitamin D, some B-complex. Um, and I was also taking some a mineral supplement, uh, powder supplement that I put in some water. Eventually, about seven to ten days in, I stopped doing all that. I just started doing the activated charcoal and I would do the uh, electrolyte powder. And that was it. Uh, water, like I said, green tea, black coffee. 30 pounds lost. My initial, if I go back to day one here, my initial blood pressure, I've had high blood pressure for years, for decades. When I went on the, the keto di ketogenic diet, I lost those 50 pounds. Of course, my blood pressure cured itself. Um, uh, blood pressure was 100% curable. It's usually based on what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, your nutrients, uh, your alcohol intake, those type things. So quitting alcohol, quitting food. I started 162 over 90 was my starting uh, blood pressure on day one. Day 30, like I said, 192 pounds from 220 to 28 pounds lost on day 30. My blood pressure was 110 over 68. The best, hands down, blood pressure I've had my entire life. And that was consistent. You know, I started, um, let's go back here and see. My next blood pressure that I took after the very first day was day nine. It was 135 over 80. So we were getting down into what they consider the normal range. I was still in the hypertensive range, but not, but not, uh, um, not full-blown high blood pressure. It was hypertensive at that point, 130 over 80. Anything above that, I think is hypertensive, and then 140-something over 90. I don't know. But, um, and then by day 12, I was 126 over 80. So by day 12, my blood pressure was in the normal range, according to, you know, doctors, whatever. I did it all the same time of day. I did it all in the left arm every time I did my blood pressure. Um, yesterday I was supposed to, February 2nd, I was supposed to have a, a, my annual physical with my doctor. I was looking forward to getting all my blood work done and comparing it to last year because last year I was probably closer to, almost closer to 230. I was, uh, drinking pretty heavily. Blood pressure was high. Cholesterol was, uh, through the roof, which I'm not concerned about the cholesterol numbers. LDL was, was really high. Triglycerides were fine, but... Cholesterol, he wanted to put me on a statin at that point, wanted to put me on some uh, cholesterol medication or uh, blood pressure medication as well. I declined all medication and said, you know what, I'll take care of it myself. I'm not going on any medication. So best blood pressure I've had in decades. I was looking forward to getting my blood work. He had to cancel yesterday, so I've got an appointment set up for the middle of March. So the middle of March, I'll get all the blood work done, and I'm going to do a little bit more fasting before then. And we'll kind of see where the where the biomarkers are and see what kind of improvements we had with all that stuff over the past 30 days plus some. Because we'll probably, I'm going to do another four days next week, uh, three to four days before a, col a colonoscopy and an endoscopy that I've got coming up uh, February 13th. <laughs> so I'm doing that. I'm going to see if uh, I've had any improvements in my digestive system, you know, top to bottom. Um from three years ago, the last time I had one done, see if the fasting helped with that at all. Because I normally have uh, some polyps and some different things going on within the, the digestive system. Um, so yeah, we're doing all these things, man. We're gonna figure it all out. We're gonna get all these biomarkers. We're gonna put it together. I'm gonna put a graph together here eventually. And uh, I'm gonna lay it all out and do a, do a day one through day 30 uh, graph with all the biomarkers and, and some different uh, this and that type stuff. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see what's going on. I've already got at least four people so far that have been talking to me and saying, hey, I want, I want to learn how to do this fasting thing. I want to do what you did. And I want you to teach me and uh, give me the resources and, and help me through this. So I've already got, uh, like I said, four people so far on board. I'm trying to get them some information and some tools to use. And uh, we'll go from there. You know, at one point, 
and I've had it in the show notes. You've heard me talk about it before. We've done advertisements for it. I used to do a, a page on Facebook called the Keto Dojo. It got up to, I don't know, at one point we were up to 400 plus members. And it was all about the ketogenic diet. Me and a, another uh, young lady, uh, Karen Easterby. East, uh, not Easterby, Karen. Her and Richard used to own Craft um, Conundrum. Easter, is it Easterby? I don't know. Karen started the page with me. She recommended that I start a page. We both lost a ton of weight. Um, uh, she's now doing her own thing. Um, uh, a ketovore YouTube channel on YouTube. She's very successful doing uh, uh, great things with, with maintaining this lifestyle. And she's gone more into carnivore at the moment. And I might... I might pick that site back up, the Keto Dojo. So if you haven't uh, looked at it before, look it up, and maybe I'll I'll re respark that thing, and and we'll add some fasting into it on top of the the low carb lifestyle. I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. Thirty days. I refeeded with uh, some bone broth. I've been doing uh, some eggs. I've had a little bit of spam uh, today. I actually did some sushi. I haven't really done anything heavy like a, a big steak or anything I've done. <sighs> what else have I done? Um, that's about it, really. I've been doing some yogurt. I've done some yogurt and I put some nut butter in there. A little bit of blueberries, trying to repopulate the uh, the stomach, the gut biome. You know, it's totally refreshed and, and, and brand new, so we want to make sure we give it some good prebiotic and some probiotic stuff to, to build a good gut floor because we find out more and more each day that 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 is one of the most important things to to health is a is a is a good gut floor so we're adding a lot of good stuff in there for that but anyway it's been fun i'm refeeding now i'm really i'm, I'm if i'm being honest i'm really missing doing this fasting i, I thought it was fantastic and eating is kind of a chore and it, and it costs money. You know, I saved, <laughs> I saved over a thousand bucks, um, not going out and eating every day and not, uh, drinking beer every goddamn day. So you're going to save money. You're going to feel better. You're going to regenerate all your cells. You're going to produce new stem cells. You're going to, uh, increase your human growth hormone. <clears throat> uh, you're going to, uh, you're going to renew your gut flora. You're going to drop some weight. Um, you're going to get creative in your mind because you're going to be running off of a, a new fuel, a better fuel source, a more efficient fuel source. You know, think of a, a diesel engine versus a gasoline engine. Um, you're going to burn more consistently and at a, at a, at a, a sharper fire. Um, you're going to be creative. You're going to, you're going to want to, uh, create things and, and music and art. And, uh, you're going to want to just, uh, soak up all this knowledge and your brain's going to want just all these things, man. It's, it's amazing what happens. And I'd experienced it over, you know, two days and three days and five days, but to do a full 30 days is, is kind of euphoric. Speaking of euphoria, before I, before I let you guys go, I mean, even dreaming, I was, uh, uh, like I said, I had a lot more REM sleep, so I was doing a lot more dreaming. I even had dreams of eating where <clears throat> I would wake up and think that I broke my fast. I mean, that's how vivid and lucid these dreams were that, I would get mad at myself thinking that I broke my fast and I would be pissed and it would just be, a, it would just be a dream. So, uh, bowel movements, uh, one last thing, <laughs> speaking of things changing, I didn't have a bowel movement from like day five until I think day 27 or something for some reason. I don't know if it was the activated charcoal was pulling out some, some waste material. And I, I actually had like a little blowout on day 27. Um, but from like day five until day 27, zero, zero bowel movements. Urination, 50 times a day because you're drinking, you know, I was drinking three liters of water at the very minimum a day. So you're peeing like crazy, bowel movements, they don't happen. So you're saving, <laughs> you're saving money on going out. You're saving money on toilet paper and uh, wipes. Um, you're, you're not clogging up your toilet, you're using less water to flush, so you're saving money on your water bill. Um, I will tell you one thing that, that increases is your, your heating bill is going to increase because 
I was freezing from day. Let's see. Let's see if I wrote it down from day. Um, and I've got it written down here. Day three, I had no, not hungry. Some brain fog. Day four, not hungry. Woke up with a headache, a little fatigue. And that was just my body switching fuel sources. You know, I'm going from, from a sugar burner to a fat burner and that, switching that fuel source. And, you know, it fucks you up a little bit. And it causes a little bit of headache, a little blurred vision, whatever, fatigue. And then you kind of bounce back and, and you get this new fuel source and you're like, holy shit, this is great. It's like an electric vehicle. Um, I was a little extra emotional on day six. Better, better sleep. Extra nasal drainage, so it kind of got worse, my nasal drainage, and then it got a little better. Uh, day seven, feeling great. Woke up with a sore throat, extra nasal drainage, so I think that's where the sore throat came from. I had extra drainage going on. Um, eight, I took some NyQuil, a little more fatigued. Nine, still not hungry. Best I felt so far, no drainage. Ten, uh, more, much more creative. I had much capital letters. Let's see. Skin not dry anymore. Day 11. Uh, 12 is the first time I wrote down cold. So from day 12 until day 30, man, I was freezing. I mean, I was constantly having to put on a jacket. I was constantly, I was putting on long underwear underneath my clothes. I was putting blankets on. I was cranking the heat up more. So you're going to spend a little bit more money in heat. Because what's happening, right? Um, even my nails. My nails didn't really grow uh, during those 30 days. Normally, I would have cut my nails in 30 days. But what's happening is your body is prioritizing where it's uh, spending its energy. So it's no longer uh, creating a whole bunch of heat to cool your body down. So you got to put on a jacket. You got to put on a blanket, whatever. It's no longer producing a lot of collagen and, and extra uh, calcium and things like that to uh, make your nails grow and your hair grow. It stops those processes. You're no longer producing bile and uh, different uh, hormones and stuff for digestion because you're not digesting anything anymore. So your body has your body just shut off those processes, and your body is now just producing more brain stuff and it's producing a little more, uh, like I said, growth hormone for your muscles and testosterone, and you're getting a little more stem cell um, production so you can build new cells. So your body is taking this opportunity to stop all the stuff, the heating. Um, the digestion, uh, whatever, and it's focusing all its energy on rebuilding all the basic building blocks of your body, and you're 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 basically becoming a new person. So, day twelve, that was cold pretty much the entire time, the rest of the time. So, anyway, we are fifty-seven minutes in, fifty-eight. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Let's see if there's anything extra crazy that was on here uh day 16 no hunger feel great cold lots of energy and brain function 17 woke refreshed cold i did five hours of truck maintenance maintenance and detailing no problem uh 18th uh, 18th day i had a phlebotomy actually along with the fasting so i was fasted 18 days and got a pint of blood taken out no problem. You know, uh, they yell at me every time I go in there because I hadn't eaten before I get my phlebotomy taken. I hadn't eaten for 18 goddamn days and got blood taken out. No problem. Um, so anyway, that's it, guys. I don't know why I went live on Facebook. I didn't mean to, but if you have been watching and you uh, liked I appreciate it. If you shared, I appreciate it even more. If you haven't done that, go ahead and like and share <laughs> and push it on to somebody else. I'll produce the actual video itself and put it up on YouTube and we'll we'll put out the, uh, the final version of it. But that's it. I'll be doing a little bit more fasting next week and we'll go back into a longer fast um, here shortly. And we'll talk a little bit more about it. Check out the Keto Dojo and love you guys. We will talk to you soon we're going to do a show with mr michael martinez here very shortly he's out in corpus christi texas we're stationed with that brother in anchorage alaska at elmendorf for uh, uh joint base richardson elmendorf elmendorf richardson in alaska we're going to do a show with him so all right talk to you soon guys love you peace be good to each other <laughs>